Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, my friend, before we dive into today's episode on all things change, change, and more change, we're in a season of transformation and change, and I'm excited to dive into this. <clears throat> But first, let's do some deep intentional breathing. If this is your first time with us, I want you to ground yourself into this moment, whether this is the morning, afternoon, or night. One minute of deep breathing at your own pace is so good for the body and the mind. So as we breathe, I want you to inhale through the nose. And as you inhale, expand the belly like a water balloon, nice and big, nice and big, into the belly. Hold it at the top. Exhale out the mouth. Contract your belly back to your center. Hold at the bottom. Now we can do box breathing, which is in for four. Hold for four. Out for four. Hold for four. Or if you want to channel the parasympathetic, that rest and recover state, you can exhale a little bit longer than your inhale, which is in for four. Hold for four. Out for six. Hold for six. Or out for eight. Hold for eight. Whatever floats your boat, whatever you're feeling in this moment. We're going to do this at our own pace. We're going to take one collective breath together, and then I want you to go at your own pace, all right? <clears throat> and remember, as we breathe, gratitude scan the body feel the tension in the body take this moment for you when we focus on the breath it brings us back to the present moment and when you can lose yourself in the present moment it's a beautiful thing so let's do this ready inhale through the nose in three two one inhale now go at your own pace Right now, I want you to take one final inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now exhale it all out with a sigh. Ah, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Mm. Ah, thank you for this practice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's introduce some movement back into the body. You can wiggle the toes. Wiggle the fingertips. Roll the shoulders back a few times. Roll them forward a few times. Open up the heart. Sway the neck to the left. I don't know about you, but that's where I hold a lot of tension. Ah, sway to the right. Now let's shake, shake, shake. Move the body. Move the chi, move the chi. Shake, shake, shake. Wake up the body. Arise at the top. Exhale. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, car. Whew. Thank you guys for doing that practice with me, sharing that moment. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Let's go. All right, so before we dive into all things change, let's take a little sip of water. Get it. I can give you guys a little update. 
Uh, this is dropping on Monday. I'm recording on a Sunday. We just had holiday weekends where uh, me, my little sister, my dad, and my stepmom, we spent all day driving about 14 hours in the car to Chicago. And we visited with um, my aunt, my cousin, and my cousin's uh, family friends. And um, car ride was it was intense, man. <laughs> Forget how stat like I get more tired when I'm stagnant versus when I'm physically exhausted. You know what I'm saying? And sitting in a car for 14 hours does something ferocious to the body. <laughs> but it was um, I mean it was beautiful. We were with friends, with family. Um, and the, uh, one of the, f the f family friends lives there as a little sister and she, we were kind of an older crowd, you know, uh, my little sister Becky who's 21 was the youngest one, but this little girl, she brought this new energy, this new childlike curiosity and wonder. And I, you know, we learned so much from kids and just being around that is so inspiring and it helps me get out of my rut sometimes where I can fall into a pattern, a habit where we're just kind of running on autopilot and kids can radically just change your energy by just being themselves, being present, being curious and just exploring and failing and messing up and trying again and just learning, you know, through and growing. And it's, it's so beautiful. And, and that was just really exciting, just being around that energy. And um, we watched movies, played, played games, ate a lot of food. And... Um, yeah, we did the thing, and then also just throughout that time, what else I was up to? I was running lines for the play. We got still haven't gotten the rehearsal schedule yet. That should be coming out this week, hopefully. But um, I have all my lines, so I've been running those lines, working the characters. I uh, finished reading a book. That's a good thing about being in the car for 14 hours. You got to do something. So I brought a bunch of books. I finished my screenwriting book, The Screenwriter's Workshop by Sid Field, which was awesome. Just understanding structure. And again, if I ever want to write a 120-page screenplay, I'm going back to that book because it's awesome. But it's it's cool from an acting perspective to understand the importance of structure in a screenplay, to understand the importance of you know characters' dramatic needs and plot point when, like the structure of the beginning, middle, end, plot point one, plot point two, midpoint axis, like it's fascinating. So that was a great that was a great read. And then I started. I'm halfway through Brian Cranston's book called Life in Parts, and man, just reading that, I just got through the first part, is really, again, his life is in parts, so he breaks it down, not really in chapters, but in segments, where he goes through, like, sort of different phases in his life, and I mean, by the time he was 26, he had lived such a rich, full life, where he explored, he failed, he got in pickles, got out of them, like, he just, I feel like in that, in, I feel like that influences and that brings so much to you as an actor is having those life experiences and it informs a lot of the work that you do which I think is one of the reasons why he's such a, such a great actor and he's got such a great mindset and approach to the work and to the craft and it was a long game for him he was fueled with passion and uh, and it's amazing so it's incredible to read that I'm excited to continue to read that I binged also the show Wednesday on Netflix Jenna Ortega is something special and she's gonna rise to the heights just unbelievably she's so incredible and that show was just so fun it was so good so 10 out of 10 highly recommend that's a binge worthy show binge worthy show for sure <clears throat> all right enough of me let's dive into actually not enough about me because one of the things that prompted 
this episode on change is because I want to come on here. I want to hold myself accountable for a change and a transformation that I want to go through. So I'm going to talk and start off a little bit about just overviews of change because we have a whole episode in the, I don't know which episode it was, but I had a whole episode talking about change and breaking habits and how challenging it is to break a habit. And if you guys want to go more into the nitty gritty of it, you guys can check out that episode where I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to overview some things, but I really want to dive into myself and what I want to change because the day before we drove to Chicago, I had just a royally shitty day, which is kind of rare for me sometimes because I have my practices in place to help me when I start getting down or getting in ruts where it's like if my energy is really low I exercise in the morning is my medicine it's my cup of coffee if my energy is still really low I'll take a cold shower and that lifts my energy I'll do some physical movement to lift you know my heart chakra open up like standing in a power stance gives like testosterone in the body faking a smile like there are all these practices that I have in place for when things kind of like dip down and meditation gratitude affirmations all of these things so many but sometimes life just hits you and it's like one thing after another and it's reaffirming this limiting belief that you might have about yourself and it's just i just kick in slapped that day and it was just one thing after another and i just kind of lied in bed at night and i just i'm not saying like tears came to my eyes but it was just like i gotta make a change man like I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, all of these things are just coming up for me. And as I reflect, I journaled about it that night. Or even, like, I journaled last night because even more things came up for me where I'm like, I need to make a change, a transformation in my life. When I journal about it, I, I, I give myself the grace because I'm not, a com- I'm not a complainer anymore because I understand the energy. When I put that into the universe, when I speak and use verbal language... I'm creating a narrative, creating a story, and self-deprecating like myself. Like complaining only really hurts myself, if we're being honest. And criticizing others only hurts myself. And I realize that I don't. I try not to put that into the world, but there's a healthy degree where it's important to talk it out. But there's also like an unhealthy degree where you're talking about it too much, where you're creating more and more of it and it's like this domino effect this snowball effect of you're just creating more and more chaos more and more of that negativity that you're projecting into the world and i don't want that so i'm trying to find this healthy balance but i also know that's not healthy to keep everything inside so that's where my journaling comes in so i gave myself the grace to just fucking let it rip and just get all my shit on the table and just pour everything out and at the end of it i was like this is such a this was just such a shitty day but it was an important day. It was a really important day because I think you need to have those days, which is why you're like, why does this happen to us? I think it's absolutely pivotal that those negative things happen to us because it's like pounding us to be like, you need to, like, it's time to change. It's time to move. It's time to grow. It's time to get up and go. Follow your dreams. Follow your passions. Like, this is like knocking on the door to radically change your life. Whereas, like, if you're just staying complacent, it, I get ants in my pants when I get complacent. And, and, those negative experiences quote-unquote experiences negative experiences those are the greatest fuel to the fire those external sources that help push you in a new direction and sometimes i need that because i as much as i do the work i do try to change my narratives my stories try to find gratitude in the little things sometimes you gotta get kicked in the ass externally to really help fuel that fire you know because there's so much internal work and validation helps but 
there's something about having the external sources that makes it even more compelling. And by the end of that journal entry, I let it all rip, and I just sat in gratitude for that and tried to move forward with a little bit more grace. And then we're in the car ride, 14 hours. That would, again, hurt to <laughs> something to the body. And then just being in a different environment where my structures are, I'm such, I used to like to say, like, I wish I was more of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy, but I really do. I'm a kind of guy who needs my structure. And I like having flexibility within my structure. But when I was, when I'm in a new environment, sometimes my structures and my routines and my habits and the things that I like to do, my practices that I like, I sacrifice them. And I have a whoop which tells me my heart rate variability, tracks my sleep, my recovery. And I was in the red, which I haven't been in the red in a long time, basically the entire vacation. And my, which means my health was suffering. Like I was, you know, I was allowing myself the grace to eat unhealthy foods, which we're going to dive into and talk about, drink a little bit of alcohol, um, not getting in a good sleep routine, exercise. I did a little bit of exercise, um, but didn't do my gratitude, didn't do my meditations. And um, again, it's like you're on vacation. And it's so interesting. That's such a justification and a bailout to be like, you're on vacation, just let it go. But then I wake up feeling like shit. And that's what I want to dive into about this idea of change. Um, and yeah, so by the end of this trip, again, we were with family, friends. And it's a beautiful thing. I love being around family and friends. But I came back with just getting, feeling like I was hit by a fucking boulder. And the final 30 minutes of the drive back home, I just had my headphones and I was listening to this like epic kind of, you know, like in those movies where it's like something's happening, like there's like a montage going on and this music is just moving you. It's like almost, and I listen to this music and I'm feeling outside of my body. I'm looking down at myself and I'm just not in like a self-deprecating kind of way, but I started to like literally cry and think of who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up in this world and that I wasn't doing it in my current reality and I want change. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to fight for the best version of myself, but I have these habits and these routines that are kind of suffocating me. And I was just like going through this whole existential crisis, which is like, if you look at the outside looking in, it's like not, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but I just, I went somewhere when I was in that 30 minutes of, there's something with being in a car and moving and then just having that music and I space out and I was just like daydreaming. And it was a powerful thing, man. And I came back and I'm like, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to finally just like make the fucking decision. And we're gonna talk about that. And I feel like they were in like this weird season of change. I don't know if, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you felt this, but I that within the past four days, I've gotten hit to like make the decision to say that I need to transform in this period, in this stage of my life. And I'm ready to make the sacrifices to make, you know, be more disciplined and do the things that I want to do to feel the best that I want to feel and to show up the best way that I want to show up. But then things are happening with my mom and she's going through a big transformation. I just went to one of my favorite juice bars and Jennifer's going through a big transformation. And you know, my little sister's going through a big transformation. I think we're in this weird phase of, not weird, but like this natural phase because change is inevitable. Transformation you know, is inevitable when we're constantly doing things the way we've always done. We have this desire to feel, experience, show up in a different way that we've ever been. And I don't know if it's an astrological thing or what's going on, but I really think we're in the season of change. And then with just like the market and inflation and there's like, I feel like we're getting to a tipping point, changes in the air and something is gonna transform. And I feel like that's kind of my intention for the next couple of weeks is this transformation, this change, this intention and um, forming new habits. 
So one of the things that my mom actually wanted to talk about <clears throat> or wanted me to shine light on very quick is uh, I was talking about shadow work. And when it comes to doing the work, we're talking about change. We're talking about going from our old self to our new self. And when I talked about that, it's, right, it's like 95% is our old self and 5% is the person, the ideas of what we want to be, the person that we want to be. That's a David versus Goliath battle. And nine times out of nine, like 10, you're going to lose that battle unless you have a strong foundation. You have good systems in place. You have quote-unquote motivation like you are inspired and you have accountability you have a community you have people to help you fight this fight because it really is a war zone and a battle that you're going against and one of the things that my mom wanted to share about was the importance of when the student is ready when you're ready to make the decision the master will appear and you know this is kind of a law of attraction -y kind of idea but when the student is ready the master will appear this is the idea of it starts with awareness you know, is the first step, identifying that you don't want to feel this way anymore, that you don't want to show up this way anymore, that you don't want to live this lifestyle anymore. And when you kind of have that radical shift, that transformation, then you make the decision, I'm like, I'm tired. Of, and like, it's hard to go cold turkey, I get that. But when you make that idea and that decision, and it starts with the decision to make the change. When you're ready, you open yourself up to being able to receive and I think your guides, because I think we're all being guided, our guides are now, they've been like almost waiting for us, like giving you little hints here, like your body, like you feel like shit this way, or someone does this to you. It's like the universe giving you, or your spirit guides, giving you little hints to make your change, to make your transformation, to go from a caterpillar cocoon into a butterfly, you know, like they're giving you little knocks, little feelings like of inadequacy or feelings of and stories and experiences and people doing this people doing that to you and you feel like a victim and it's like they're doing all this stuff until you get to the point where you're like i can't take it anymore and then you make the decision to say the point to where you want to go what does that look like how does that feel how do i want to show up what does that future self look like feel like act like and think like and then when you get into that space and make the decision that's who i want to be it's like you open yourself up to be able to receive and then your guides are like Oh, it's go time. And then they come to you. And that can be in the form of failures, of lessons, in the form of books, in the form of podcasts, in the form of strangers, in the form of teachers, masters, whatever it is. But when you open yourself up to learning, to growing, the right people will come to your experience. And I truly do believe that. That's a law of attraction thing. And I think it's really powerful. And I think it's important to identify that you cannot do this alone, this journey especially when you're going again this is a war zone baby 95 percent you're, you're fighting you're five percent and you're fighting against the 95 percent trying to do that all on your own is it possible maybe i don't know but i really don't think you can do anything a big radical transformation alone so having a community having an accountability buddy having books resources guidances taking classes having mentors you know um masters people guiding you people showing you the way showing you how a possibility of how you can feel and not even necessarily having maybe like one mentor but having different mentors and having failures being your mentors and opening opening yourself up to this radical change and transformation and to realize that you're not a lone wolf you're not a lone wolf on this journey and when the student is ready when you are ready the master will appear so that's a friendly reminder from mama larkin that you can't do this alone and you're not alone <clears throat> so Again, going back into other episodes, Dr. Joe Dispenza, great resources. So if you make the decision, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you're going through this process in your mind of all the things, maybe there is a transformation, maybe there is a habit that you want to change, something in your life that you want to change, 
having that realization, like going through that process in your mind, and uh, we all go through it kind of differently, but you feel it running, like it's racing in your mind, then the first step is awareness, open yourself up to it, and then the resources will come through. And I have a bunch of resources in, I think, the change episode, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, there are a bunch of books, resources, whether, and it depends on what kind of change and transformation you want to go into. Is it money? And then there's a bunch of entrepreneurial and like, and money mindset people that you can go to. Is it physical? You can find trainers, nutritionists, um, different functional medicine guys. If it's your gut, you know, your gut health, you know, there's a bunch of guys talking about the microbiome. Is it, um, all kinds of things, right? Health, overall health. There are so many resources that you have out there. If you guys, if there are specific things that you want, I, I've just done so much reading and learning and experiencing in my life to, to go through, especially the health journey. I have a bunch of resources. If you guys want resources, reach out to me because it starts with that. But And I really do believe that you make the decision, you make the change. When you seek the information, the knowledge, that's when you're the most open to really learning because you're actively making the decision. You're putting time and effort into wanting to learn I think that's when you get the most out of it because you're seeking it versus, you know, you're learning this stuff in the school system and you're being forced to read these books, these ideas, forced to take these quizzes, these tests, and you're doing it almost for the wrong reasons. You're doing it to get the grade instead of really to learn the information. And I'm not speaking for everyone. That's personally my experience. When I was in that state, my re <laughs> my retention was terrible. I would get a good grade and then I would forget about it and I would move on. And that's kind of how I did a lot of things. It wasn't until I graduated where I started to find my new passions and then I started to seek knowledge through books, through podcasts, through seminars, classes, all these things where I really started to learn because I wanted to learn, right? You got to want to change. You got to want to do these things, right? It's very powerful. So again, if you guys need any resources, ideas, classes, let me know. Let me know. All right. <clears throat> We're already 20 minutes in. I don't want to make this too crazy long, but... I want to talk about my dilemma, which is with food. And that's what came up with me because you're in Thanksgiving. First of all, it's vacation. And you have a story that, oh, we're on vacation. Let's just let it go. Don't worry about your habits. Don't worry about your routines. This is vacation. You know, just allow yourself the grace to just indulge. That's what they say. Indulge, baby. And I get that idea, that sentiment. I get it. But every time I indulge, I feel like shit. And, um... You know, you grow up with this story, this idea that you celebrate, you know, let's go drinking. You celebrate, let's have a pizza party, let's eat a bunch of cake, you know, all this, this junk food kind of stuff. And it's just like kind of like this habit, this narrative that we have. And um, it's it confuses me because every time it's like, let's celebrate and then we'll feel like shit the next day. And that's always kind of gotten me, man. And now I'm at this space, this point where I'm eating. Again, this goes back to overeating. You guys can listen to my last episode where I dive so deeply into overeating and where I really do believe that habit and that impulse comes from. And um, it's tricky because, you know, I create these justifications for it. Like, yeah, I want to I wanna actually gain weight so I can eat a lot. And, um, oh, you know, it's like, Andrew, don't worry about it. Like, like just, just indulge. Like, we're on vacation. Oh, Andrew, it's the weekend. You know, it's okay. Just, like, eat this. And then I eat this and I feel like shit. And I'm at this space where I want to be more disciplined. But then there's, like, this pushback where it's, like, there's a weird thing where it's, like, Andrew, like, why are you so hard on yourself? 
you know? Like, why you gotta be so disciplined? Like, it's okay to cheat. It's okay to da-da-da-da-da. And I'm, it's not about that for me because it's like whenever I indulge and I do that, I feel like shit. And, and it's like, I want to be more disciplined because it's like this personal journey, this personal battle that I'm going through. There's like a disconnect between my mind and my body. And my mind wants me to be more disciplined. My mind knows that like if I stop snacking, if I have smaller portion sizes throughout the day, I'm going to feel better because when I do that, when I fast, you know, I go without food, I feel better. I feel lighter. So by being actually more disciplined, which is like outside looking in might be like, Andrew, why are you being so disciplined? Why are you being so hard on yourself? But by being more disciplined, I feel better. And that's what I'm chasing, right? That feeling of good, feeling of lightness. And that's what my mind wants. But when I start eating food, my body, my habit is like, oh, we're at 80%. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. More, 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 more. And I swear, I must, I swear I haven't done a past life regression, but I must have died of starvation or something because my body, my impulses, my compulsivity says I need to get to 100% fullness to stop. And the thing is, is every time I hit 100, I feel like shit. And I get to that point where I'm at 100 and then I stop eating and 20 minutes later, it's hard to walk. I'm bloated. I can't really move the way I want to. I can't talk the way I want to. I'm burping like I'm full. My belly hurts like I feel like shit. And that's like the indulgence where it's like, Andrew, like, dude, just let yourself binge. Just do, don't worry about it. But I feel terrible when I do that. So it's this huge disconnection between my mind and my body. And I had this realization when I was driving in the car. And, you know, it's like outside my body, like thinking about this. And I'm like, I actually feel better when I'd rather, I feel better when I'm hungry. Like when I'm struggling, when I, how do I word this? when I don't have enough food and I'm hungry versus when I eat too much full, when I eat too much food and I'm full. So like the, the express, it's weird. And it's not like I'm not, I'm not trying to starve myself because I wanna get my calories and my macros in because I am trying to put on weight and I think I can do it just by not overeating. But every time I indulge, every time I overeat or I eat something that's like really processed and kind of shitty, I feel so bad afterwards. So it's like, it's, it's, it's beyond the idea of like, Andrew, it's okay to indulge. It's like, I want to be disciplined and not like hard on myself disciplined, but because I want to feel better and I want to experiment what that's like. So the first thing for me, because I've said this to myself, I've said, I want to change. I said, I want to stop overeating. I said, I want to eat more mindfully, but I, I didn't really make the decision. I didn't make a challenge for myself. And I kind of just kept falling back into my old patterns. So for me, from what I've experienced in the past when I have made decisions, and there was a time in my life where I did eat this disciplined, and I felt so much better in the mornings. I felt so much better throughout the days. And sure, maybe there is a part of me that's like, oh, I could really go for a sweet right now, or maybe I'm restricting myself because maybe I, I am a, like my compulsivity is a little hungry, but my discipline doesn't allow myself to eat. And I actually, once I get over like that 20 minute period of kind of hunger, the hunger goes away, like the ghrelin horn, I don't know what it is, but it goes away and I feel satiated and I feel fine and I actually feel lighter versus like giving myself into those impulses, those that compulsivity when hunger arises and then I feel like shit after I do it, you know? It's so bizarre and it's this inner battle that I'm going so deeply against. 
But I want to share this with you because I feel like it's going against the grain, the narrative of what is like quote unquote healthy. Like I think there's this idea of it's healthy to 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 enjoy your to like quote unquote enjoy yourself. And like that's the thing, man. It's like when I quote unquote enjoy myself and indulge in this food and overeat, I like hurt myself. I feel like shit afterwards. So it's like what is right and what is wrong? And maybe it being more disciplined and not like giving into those impulses, which is like quote unquote enjoy enjoying it, right? Maybe I can still enjoy my food with the discipline, and maybe that's what I'm fighting for. Maybe that's what I'm striving for, is finding grace to be able to enjoy it, but create boundaries with it. So it's just this crazy freaking battle that I'm going through, and I think it's an interesting narrative. I haven't really talked to people about that and that kind of battle that I'm going through, but I just think it's like breaking down the old narratives of what is. And I guess maybe it's me trying to justify that I want to be healthier and like show up and feel better. But like, again, dude, I, I eat this food and I feel sort of inflamed in my body. I feel inflammation and like puffiness going to my cheeks. And some days I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, damn, Andrew, let's go. <laughs> Come on, baby. And then a lot of other days I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? We got to make a change, you know? And I guess it's also going back into my eating habits aren't in alignment with who I want to be and how I want to feel. You know, and again, it's easy to be like, Angie, stop being so hard on yourself. But I want to be in alignment with myself. So I'm holding myself accountable and I want to show up the way I want to show up. And I want to be disciplined in this. And I know it's going to be so challenging because this has been something I've been fighting and struggling with my entire life. But I'm coming on here because I want to be disciplined. And for me, it starts with making the decision. When it comes to making any change in my life, it starts with making the decision. And that means and the things some things that are really helpful for me is actually creating a challenge for myself like maybe the month of december maybe except for like christmas and like new years and stuff but like for the month of december i'm starting tomorrow where having like structures and routines right so i'm going to meal prep and i'm going to have four meals a day at this time throughout the day and and i'm going to make sure i get my calories and my macros and my micros in and I'm gonna stick with this routine for two weeks, three weeks and see how I feel afterwards. And that's helpful because I have a tangible thing that I can look at and a routine that I can get into. Whereas when I try to say, all right, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna do this, but I don't have anything written down, I don't have anything like tangible that I can see, that I can act on, it's, 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 it's almost impossible for me to make that change. And that's why the manifesting journal has changed my life because I'm able to journal in the morning to write out prompts to to write out my my day what I have planned throughout the day and I feel better I feel more completed I'm checking things off my list I look at my journal at the end of the day and I reflect to see how I did throughout the day and that keeps me like in line and in check and I and it's been so impactful in my life and so helpful so for me it starts with making making the decision and that's what I'm doing right here I'm making the decision I want to make a change I don't want to I think I'm going to allow myself the grace period of one you know like cheat meal on like a Sunday once a week because I want to ease into it and I don't want to deter myself and um i want to challenge myself and i love challenging myself you know i think that's like for some people that discomfort is really hard but for me i love challenging myself and i've just been indulging so often and it's just been kind of a doozy i just have i guess i beat myself up which again is one of the reasons why change is so hard because we beat ourselves up for going back to our old habits but creating a challenge for myself and then also having accountability buddies so i'm going to try to have my mom be my accountability buddy 
and um, I, just, I really want to do this for myself and I want to show up here I want to hold myself accountable and I want to see how I feel and, and journal and write about that process and um, I'm excited to see how it goes and see how I feel right and see my, and, it, and it's not just fit part of it is physical I can't lie like I want to feel lighter I want to maybe look a little bit I don't want to say shredded you know but like puffiness in the cheeks go down like feel lighter but it's really it's really more about chasing that feeling and falling asleep at night because when I fall asleep at night and like I'm a little hungry I'm not full there's a little bit of hunger in there like I stop eating earlier or I have a smaller meal at night I sleep so much better <laughs> my sleep quality is better my dreams are clearer more vivid and I just wake up feeling so much lighter right which is kind of backwards it's like oh you don't want to starve yourself the idea of quote-unquote starving yourself and not eating but I feel better right so again this might be different for all of us and we all have different ways of navigating the way that we feel but I'm chasing and I really want to strive to get myself into the state of doing things that make me feel good and a lot of times for this it's changing a narrative of what is and what's always been of enjoying life and feeling good in that way but it hasn't been in alignment with my personal inner feelings right and I want to, again, I don't want to indulge too deeply into this concept because this is kind of an intense topic to talk about. So what I'm going to share is I want to start with the intention of saying that what I'm going to say, I say with such deep love and compassion because I know how challenging this is um, for some people, especially going through it. And it might be hard to receive this from again, a white dude who's like been into health and fitness forever. But I want to talk about body image because what I'm realizing is that my struggle with eating there are similar parallels to the idea of body image, right? So we're in this culture where obesity has been skyrocketed over the last 30, 40, 50 years. Type two diabetes, which is really lifestyle. And like, there's like 60% of us are pre-diabetic. And most of the type two diabetes is lifestyle. You know, the foods that we eat, the lack of sleep, lack of exercise, all these components that has skyrocketed in the last 30, 40, 50 years, right? So naturally, not naturally, but our community of, you know, the Western culture, the Western population, there is a struggle with body image because we have indulged in certain types of foods have changed and certain lifestyle decisions and choices have changed where, um, you know, we're not all super lean Victoria's Secret models, right? And for a long time, that was what people strive for and, and the idea and the image of what beauty was. And it was a lot of times those physical bodies, <laughs> it, the, uh, it was the energy and the time and the restriction of eating, the lifestyle that you were actually living to get that body was not sustainable and not very healthy. And it created a lot of comparison, created a lot of mental health, a lot of struggle, and finding and chasing that body image was not very healthy, right? So you have that whole sort of far outside of the spectrum. And now we're moving to this, this area, this space where, again, we're struggling with like we're mo the most overweight population like we've ever been in our entire existence, right? And it, we're f creating this narrative of love yourself, love your body, love your image. And this is, again, if this is something that you're struggling with, this might be hard to hear. And I say this with so much love and compassion, but this is kind of similar to the narrative of and the story that I had about eating. Whereas I don't, I think it's hard and I think it's, 
it's hard to tell people and for people to say love yourself really look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself love your body for who you are and i think if you don't feel your best if you're struggling to walk up the stairs if you're struggling to move struggling and there's like a direct correlation with the foods that you eat the lifestyle that you live so that correlates to your gut your gut is 80 70 percent of your immune system so if you're eating unhealthy foods you know you're naturally gaining weight if you're indulging in a lot of that food and when you're eating that kind of food that processed kind of food it's going into your microbiome 70 percent of your immune system is in your gut so you're most likely going to be feeling sick you're going to have a runny nose your cog there's the gut brain connection so your cognition is not always going to be there you might have brain fog um it might lead to certain diseases illnesses flu season comes around you're sick again all these things and you're not feeling the best that you could feel and then you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself i love myself but maybe that's a lie, right? Like maybe you don't feel, you're not feeling self-love. You're not looking and feeling that inner self-love because your actions aren't in alignment with feeling great and feeling good and lifting yourself up and improving your energy. And, um, oh God, this feels so shitty to say, but I, I'm getting to my point is I think it's, I don't think it's right to look at yourself and lie to yourself in the mirror, right? I think that's hard and that's challenging. And I think it's also a way to, bail ourselves out to live unhealthy lifestyles by also so it's like you're justifying an unhealthy lifestyle which is hurting your body and then you're lying your, to yourself on top of that because i don't think you can truly say you love yourself if you're not feeling it and and, and then when you you know your the foods that you eat affects your brain and then that affects your mood your, your lack of sleep that affects how you show up and and your your your, your snap your your it's fast. It's, it's 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 a harder life when we don't treat our bodies with the love and care to show up and really be our healthier selves. And when you are your healthier selves, which some of us have maybe never felt what that feels like, you show up a little bit differently. Your energy resonates at a certain frequency, and you start your fit. Your body might physically change, but your mood, your energy, that all changes as well. And that's what we need to chase. So it's not the body image. That's what we need to chase. So going back. I don't think if you're at that space where you can't really say you love yourself, I don't think you should say you love yourself. I think you should accept yourself and find a way to come to this place of self-love to say, I accept myself for where I am right now. I don't judge myself for where I am right now. And because I love myself, I am going to make the change. And this comes back to change. Because I love myself, I'm going to fight for my future, to fight to be that version of myself that I want to be, that person who walks a certain way, talks a certain way, acts a certain way, thinks a certain way, shows up a certain way. Because we all are worthy and deserving of that lifestyle. Living a healthy life just lifts our soul, lifts our spirit, and, and we show up in a different way. And through lifestyle, again, it's like we've by using this narrative of self-love when you can't act when i feel like there's a disalignment of actually loving yourself in that regard i think it's just creating more problems and more struggles and i really want to emphasize and shine light on health and i think i know how hard this is and i know when you're in it and people are judging you and looking at you and you're judging yourself i know how hard it is and challenging it is but if we fight for a feeling instead of a body image and we start changing our habits and our routines and create this change that we're talking about right creating and making the decision you know you make the decision 
you say I accept myself right now but I'm making the decision to fight for how I want to feel how I want to act how I want to show up how I want to think it's all interrelated this holistic health approach I really just want to emphasize the importance of health and that energy and how we want to show up again that was a rabbit hole that maybe I shouldn't have gone down maybe that should have been another episode because again it's hard for me to articulate that idea without feeling kind of shitty but I feel like it's important and I feel like if you are going through something like that and body image is something that you're struggling with right now I know that might be super hard to hear but I think it's important and I think we need to chase that feeling and it's easy to bail ourselves out by saying you know and and following with these narratives but it's 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 creating and reinforcing an unhealthy lifestyle and I don't think that's helpful for anyone for an individual for that individual but for the people that are around that individual and just as a community it's just kind of scary seeing that the way the health and food industry and everything's evolving and lifestyle and seeing where we're going as a community it's it kind of scares me but that go I just kind of went so far off of where I wanted to go but I really this episode is really to hold myself accountable for the food but really identify the narratives that are around this idea and creating change again we are in a season of change and I'm on here my name is Andrew Larkin and I want to I want to I want to change I want to make a change I want to make a radical change in my life and to make a radical change in your life you got to do things that you've never done and when you do things you've never done that's really uncomfortable and that's really scary and that 95% of us is going to pull us down to go back to where it feels comfortable and I say no more I mean he's going to come up and I'm going to allow the grace for him to come up but you know, I want to I wanna see what I'm capable of, and I think we all deserve to see what we're truly capable of. But change is fucking hard, dude. <laughs> it's so hard. And it takes, it's a long process. And for some people, it takes longer than others. We're all so different, so unique. So this episode was way longer than we kind of intended, but I think it's an important episode, and I think we're in a season of change. We're in a season of transformation. And I just want us all to live our best, healthiest, most vibrant lives. And change is inevitable to do that. It really is. So, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Whew, that was heavy, man. That was heavy. As always, if you guys are, are digging this, vibing this, like, comment, subscribe, rate, share, tell your friends, your family, let them know. Uh, the support is so, so humble. I'm so just deeply, deeply gratitude, grateful for the community and for the growing, for the building. Uh, my buddy, who I think I met him actually last time I went to visit my cousin, but he's roommates with my cousin, and um, he uh, he started listening to the podcast, man. He has this laser where he can basically pull up an image on a computer and plug it in and get a piece of glass or a piece of wood and just takes a couple hours, but get that image on the computer on this piece of glass, and he gifted it to me, and it was the image of the Lucid Living, you know, cover for the pod for my podcast, which is designed by Jenny Larkin, Jennifer Larkin, sister Jenny, and uh, it's so cool. So it's really cool seeing how this is kind of evolving, and I'm gonna try to show up here. I'm gonna try to be my best self. I'm gonna try to speak my truth, be honest, be authentic. And my one friend said she shared shared it with her friend and said it sounds like um uh, just stream of conscious talking, which I really like. I really, which I I, I truly kind of am because I've kind of go over these ideas in my head a lot so I kind of just let it flow and I have some some notes sometimes to give myself some structure so I don't completely go off the rails and lose myself in tangents but I like the idea of being stream of conscious it might be a little different and we're just having a conversation we're just talking so thank you guys 
As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Larkin underscore Andrew. Small act of kindness for you, for others, makes the world go round. We need it, ma we need it now more than ever. Hug a loved one. Give a nice bear hug. The power of human touch is so healing. So healing for them, for us. High five yourself because you're deserving. You're worthy. You're enough. You're beautiful. You are unique and gifted. And you are here for a reason. And as always, as always, strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.